Thank you, recording woman. Uh, and, oh, no. <laughs> this is going to go well. Uh, and in three, two, one, go. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Ross. And I'm Phil. And this is Ross and Phil Talk Movies. And in fact, this is Ross and Phil Talk H1 2022. That's right. We are breaking down the best and the worst movies from the year so far as we hit the halfway point. But before that, no doubt we've got other things to get to. Ross, how the devil are you, my buddy? My friend? My buddy? (laughs) My buddy? (laughs) Hey, buddy. Hey, guy. Hey, Hey, buddy. Hey, pal. Don't call me pal, guy. Or whatever it is. Um... I'm doing very well, partly due to a, a wonderful night last night, which we'll, we'll get into, um, of, of movie experience sort of thing. Um, I was going to say, <laughs> I'm assuming we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not mentioning politics in that because let's be honest, politics right now globally is a fucking shit show. In fact, actually, yes, it was one of the lowest points this week for for real. Well, and last what? night, last night, last night wiped almost all of it away briefly. What was amazing. For all the wrong reasons, you you put a Facebook post on about the the Roe versus Wade um, situation, and like, and you put like, oh, you know, whatever it was, and I and I, then like then I then I posted something that I'd read, which I thought you were posting about originally because I was out of the news that day, and I posted something that said, oh, is this about the the like the NYC gun carry law oh, they, where now anyone can carry a gun yes. in New York, and you're like, yeah. and I was like, and you're like, oh shit, that as well, and I was like, hold on, there's something else, and I was like, oh fuck. Jesus fucking Christ. It's just like, for God's sake, world. The world literally, in one day, took a massive step backwards on so many different, so many different ways. The gun carry thing is really interesting as well, because, of course, you could do that from the age of 18. Yeah. If I, if I understand the legislation correctly. Well done, America. Good, good work. Good work. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's give it, let's, let's allow any 18 year old. And what was, what was interesting was New York was always one of the hardest cities in the world to get a, or in America to, to get a carry license for. Mm. Concealed yeah. permit license, sorry. So they've gone from being one of the hardest states in the world to do that to be being one of the easiest now. And it's just like, or not, not even easy. Anyone can carry a gun in New York. Yeah. Hello, Deathwish. Like, yeah. what, what, what are you doing? Like, I, I literally posted, "America, what have you done?" And I know I, that's a very, I know that's a simplification. It's, it's wow. not that simple, <coughs> but the point stands. But does it not show? Because uh, on the same day, uh, America passed good gun legislation. Right. So, like, does it not show how utterly powerless the? president is the president saying well we shouldn't have repealed Roe versus Wayne you're like yeah you're the president dude he's like oh we shouldn't have done this with gun law dude you're you're the you're the leader of the free world apparently um it it it, it is genuinely nuts but anyway let's not dwell on on politics because we could be here all day um let's talk films oh so uh, let's start as we always start on the show um by Ross uh, completely ignoring the rules and talking about 32 films he's seen. Uh, but let's talk about the last new and old film we have seen. And I'm actually going to sh- cheat because I've really only seen three films this week. Okay. Well. I'm really struggling to watch <laughs> mo- movies at the moment. Um, we did, we did, we did finish the staircase, which oh right, yes, I think was about two and a half episodes too long in the end. And we also finished Obi Wan, which was about two and a half episodes too long 
um, by the end and utterly pointless because where's the danger in a TV show where, you know, everyone lives. Um, also, I think it kicked up some massive continuity issues. Um, I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, so other than that, I, I haven't really watched many movies this week. Um, but uh, So Ross, do you want to start with your old, old film? We've been doing this for 150 is, episodes and we still can't get this shit right. The most recent old film we've watched, that's what it is. Oh, <laughs> so, I know what this one is sorry. as well. So, well, I'm going to quickly touch on one other before doing the actual one. And there's uh, the is, Ross we know and love. Yeah, but it's only because uh, Niffy and I have been doing the Mission Impossible rewatch. Ah, where are you up to? Uh, and we just finished Ghost Protocol. Nice. And now, which one's that? Three, which is, which is, that's, which the fourth, is, that's the fourth one. The third which one has, was... Which fourth one is, is Michael Nyquist as the main villain, and it ends up in that gigantic car factory, uh, car park. That's crate, that automated car park thing, which is extraordinary. And the bird, obviously, climbing the bird, and all of the, all of those other things. Yes, yes, that's uh, the one. So yes, the third one, I think, if you would agree, was spe- fantastic, like a fantastic film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A really good combination of the espionage bits and the action bits. And then the fourth one is just this grand slam action movie, doing essentially what Fast and Furious does, but a lot better quite honestly yeah because <clears throat> you've got the team and you've got all the action in and I, I love some of those fast and furious films we know that but, but is but it about a, family ross no thank god <laughs> um it's such a <laughs> film i think people forget how good renner is in in ghost protocol Renner's specifically great, renner he's they were really up, really good at it. they were building him up to be like the guy that was going to take over right it felt like it or, or at least or at least be a <clears throat> a more permanent fixture yeah better way to say that but for me it felt like renner was kind of either going to have a spin-off or he was going to have a or or take over if tom cruise couldn't do it for whatever reason or or decided he was being built up he was being built up as an equivalent essentially he was fantastic in that film but anyway they're all really good in it uh the action's really good it's a really nice twist it's lovely to see the late great darren shalabi getting a bust up with uh, renner as well uh, in the verge Uh... which was yeah, I am really cool. D- on that, just really quickly, I um I was doing some work for um the old website at some point before mm. I closed it down and, and moved on, and I found the article that I did with Darren from oh. years and years and years and years and years ago, and it was a lovely, lovely little interview that um that we did, and it was in Combat Magazine, and. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to like, oh, I read through it. And I was like, uh, and I, I was like, I wonder if his sister ever actually saw this one. Uh, so I sent it to his sister and, and just to oh. say, you know, oh, look, you know, just, just to let you know, I'm republishing this and, you know, um, I hope you're doing well. And, and we, we had a really nice back and forward for, for, for a while, just having a conversation and chatting. And she was mm. super chuffed that people are still talking about Darren and, and everything else. He, yeah. was, um, he was a genuinely lovely guy who we lost far too soon. Yes, very much. <clears throat> very, yeah, very upsetting. I, I, I still remember waking up on the day of finding out and just not believe, like, just not believing me. Yeah, because it was someone we knew, right? It, it wasn't yeah. just someone that was on the on the on t- telly. Um, mm. It was someone we actually knew and and, and mm. we'd spoken to and we talked to about potential opportunities and stuff. And he was he was a genuinely nice guy with a great future in front of him. And it was it was always a shame, you know. It was always hard to to kind of you know for him to. To pass away as, as early as it did, he he yeah. did. So yeah, no, I'd forgotten he was in Mission Impossible. I had a um, I, I, he is actually responsible for one of the best nights I ever had in, in Los Angeles as well. We had an amazing night out one time, uh, midnight screening of Bloodsport, which was amazing. nice. Yeah, it was such, such a good night. Such a, um, such a lovely so, guy. 
he was he was he was fantastic um so there's that the actual and i just want to very briefly touch on the film and the only reason i want to do it is because you've recommended it and i finally saw it which was archive <laughs> oh yes which i yes I from last archive. year it's a fantastic film oh, just from, three right. years ago sorry uh, it's two, two, two couple, couple, couple years ago. Couple years ago. Yeah. Um, Says twenty twenty on on. Good, on, isn't on, it? On, I really, really liked it. It has very much an ex machina, ex machina. How you say it? Vibe. It absolutely does. Uh, in a good way, though. Like not in a not in a, a distracting way. Like really, really good film. Theo James is great in it, and the, Theo James is great. great in it. Yeah, really, really enjoyable. Um, and so on to the actual. I just wanted to touch on that because you talked about it before. Um, and now on to the actual most recent old film uh, that Nicky and I both watched. Last night we went to the Royal Albert Hall to oh, watch how the posh. Royal. It was very posh, actually. Um, to witness the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, who I don't think I've ever seen live before, um, accompany a massive screen version of Superman the movie. <sighs> It was somewhat akin to a religious experience. It's so I, I as you, I you text me and I said, "Oh, I'm going to return the Jedi at the end of the year." Right? Like I was just like I was. So, I'm so excited because it's just it's such an interesting way of doing things. And I'm assuming it was everything you wanted and more. It was, but it's kind of ruined me a bit for watching Superman now. I, it, I, it was I don't think you could ever watch that again, right? Unbelievable. It was well. I'll watch it again tomorrow, but. But I, I, everything about the film, everything that's good about the film was magnified. Like, like it was, tra- it was, just, we were sort of somewhat transfixed. We'd occasionally lean over the balcony and just watch the because we were right over the orchestra. And seeing certain moments play out with the yeah. musicians doing it was something else. And just, like, we could go on about for hours. Reeve, Reeve's performances in it are extraordinary. There's a handful of effect shots that we know don't have. Hold on. It doesn't matter. It is irrelevant. And also there are loads of things in the film, well, a bunch of things in the film that simply don't make any sense at all. But it doesn't matter because the film is absolutely incredible. There yeah. are specific things that are said that do, but, but in, a, in, a, in a lesser movie, you'd be like, for fuck's sake, why do I do, why do I say that? You, you know what I mean? Like in this movie, that just doesn't, you just, those things just don't affect me at all. Um, and, and, the vibe, like the audience at the Royal Albert Hall, there were two people, two men dressed as Superman, at least that we saw, <laughs> and they and they looked like Christopher. Like they, they, the look was the actual outfit. That is astounding. They looked. It was particularly funny because we were tracking one of them as he entered in 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 the beginning, and like yeah. he got lost. He got lost. He was trying to find his seat, and that was hilarious like there was a guy dressed as Superman. Superman literally got lost. Sorry, am I seat. literally? Imagine seeing it from across. The, the, the Royal Albert Hall and just see this guy kind of going sort of picking his way through the seats kind of going oh I'm sorry is this like row eight <laughs> it's really really amazing it was really really it that was is, genuinely really funny that is genuinely really one funny. of the funniest things charming as well and oh. ge- really charming by the way the conductor whoever that can, I'm sure he's quite famous the conductor extraordinary charisma and personality in terms of doing the conducting this isn't something I'm, I have any real knowledge of you know but no, the, no, no. the move and I Do have I- to say Sorry, go on. just very quick. No, no, I was oh, going to say, I, I just got to point out, like, obviously, I'm going to Return of the Jedi in um, September. Yeah, we're going right. to we're gonna book, we're gonna book to do that and, today. And I, the one thing I, I, I'm finding really confusing is they pick Superman the movie, which is fantastic. Return of the Jedi, maybe, maybe it's got better music in it than than A New Hope, maybe. I, maybe, I don't know. And then the other two films they're doing... Titanic, yeah, fuck off. 
Yeah, um, I mean, who cares? And, ha- <laughs> and Harry Potter, brilliant, great idea. Yeah. John Williams' music, stirring. Yeah. But they've literally picked the worst Harry Potter movie, The Half Blood Prince. I think, I think though, that they've been doing this for a while because they did, they did the Anna Jones, they did, I think, Aliens at one point. They've uh, done like a bunch. Uh, they've done a bunch. Yeah, they've done a bunch of movies. So it might be that they've just been working their way through. If you see what next year, next year yeah. in May, yeah, they have Film Music Gala. Oh yes, so yes, yes. I, from- I want to do that. I'll, I'll, I'll come. Let's do the matinee. It's on the 13th yeah, of May. Yeah. Join us, people. Yeah, um, yeah, but yes, yeah. no, look, I, I, I really wish I, I had to pick one or the other just due to like, I think it when was, we booked it, it was it timing. Was, and it was an, I mean, I, I know I say it's like, look, don't say it's lightly. It was an unforgettable experience. I, I, yeah. I kind of, I like that film has a lot of meaning for me and all of, we know that, yes, but it was. It was extraordinary. And here's the, so two other very brief things. But it has it. broken the movie for you. A little bit, like in a, in a in a in a wonderful way, like in a, in a beautiful, like in an emotionally resonant way, right? Um, but the, so the first thing was when they first played. So the first thing happens, obviously, you get the whole thing in 1938. The responsibility, you know, the black and white thing with the yeah, 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 yeah. So it's that. And then I I was watching the orchestra. I watched the person on the drums when you first get that before before the music starts. Just watching that, I've got goosebumps mentioning that. Like just watching the orchestra, ready for the first cue, right? Because uh, it has that little drum roll before the yeah, music starts. Yeah, yeah. And holy shit, you could hear a pin drop. And the applause when that because you don't really, you know, it wasn't like having all break for the movie, but at the end of the opening titles, when you find these secrets. The applause was absolutely unbelievable. Like it felt like this outrushing of like joy. I, I can't. Amazing. It was unbelievable. And then, of course, at the end, of course, we we all gave it a standing ovation. Obviously, a standing ovation. But the, the orchestra looked looked so happy. And and here's the thing: we actually met one of one of the um one of the performers, but literally just on the bus stop to go back to Nippies. And I was just like, I was just like. I have to, I just, I have to. I said, I'm re- I, were you playing inside? Because she had an instrument, obviously. <laughs> like, it wasn't just a random person. And she was like, yes, yeah. And she was really lovely and really cordial. And she said that they really enjoyed playing the music. They said it's beautiful music. And it was all this lovely stuff, you know. And it was just, it was just such an experience. I can't, I Amazing. just, I can't, I can't wait to see Return of a Jedi, even though I think that film has its flaws. It was my favourite one as a kid, actually. <laughs> So it's I'm really my excited kid, by far. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm really thinking about some of the music cues in, in Return of the Jedi. I'm really excited to go and see it. Yeah, what when are we so, going? We're going. Um I'll check my diary. We are going because I'd love on. to love to see if we can see it at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well that's that's that exactly that, that, that what I'm thinking. Let's, uh, let's talk about it later. One thirty, <laughs> yeah, one thirty on the Sunday. One thirty on Sunday the twenty fifth. <laughs> okay, well let's um, talk about that. Everyone join us. Anyway, we, we yeah, do get yeah. a bit inside <laughs> baseball sometimes. Yeah. Cool. Um so my so, old movie. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, I'll do mine first because, really quick, yes. we talked about it last week 25th anniversary of um, Con Air, oh, uh, wow. the greatest in action action film ever made. Um, <laughs> and it's still, it's still, it's still, still so beautifully charming and so beautifully goofy and so beautifully stupid. And I forget how wonderful Cole Meany is. Like, because you forget all the other great performances in that. Yeah. Absolutely. They're all great. Yeah. Cole Meany just delivers this snarky DEA agent that basically causes half the shit that goes wrong on, on this thing. <laughs> yeah. And and the bit where his car 
where, yes. where the, I, I remember seeing it in the cinema, the bit where his car goes and, and, and the other agent says to him, he goes, is that your car? And he's like, no, nah, it can't be my car. And then, then yeah. when, um, then when uh, um, John Cusack comes out and he and then called me and he comes up to us when this is over, <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah. Just the pure hate in his in his eyes and it's his like voice. Ra- it's, like, it's, like, it's like radiating off it. Yeah, yeah. And the coolest story, and I think I might have said this last time, but I'm going to say it again anyway. The Sands Casino holds a really special place in my heart. I've never been there. I never got the, the chance to go there. But the Sands Casino was obviously where Sinatra and D. Martin and the Rat Pack played. Mm. And it was such an iconic, a genuinely iconic piece of old school Las Vegas. And they were knocking the Sands down, like, and they said to the producers of Con Air, you know, do you want to, you know, yeah. anything you can do with this before we knock it down. And that's how the whole sequence of them crashing into the yeah. um, the, the Sands yeah. Casino came about, because a couple of days later, it was literally getting demolished. That's amazing. So, I mean, how cool is that? And I think they so, basically rewrote the ending for it. Oh, I'm sure that's true. So there's a very brief anecdote I've got about uh, Connor. It's not mine, by any means. Uh, Danny Trejo being interviewed. <clears throat> it was on How Did This Get Made? And he said, with all that car, you know, all, the, all that, all that, they had Danny Trejo on as a guest. Like, with all that casting, Connell, all the, like, the wild characters, you know, John Malkovich and all of these other people. Danny, who's, who's the guy who, like, you know, who's like the wildest guy, like the guy that made you kind of take, take pause kind of thing? Because all you know, these amazing personalities and kind of like, you know, unpredictable people. And Danny Trejo just doesn't miss a beat, he just goes, John Cusack. <laughs> There's something in it. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. There's something in his eyes. I wouldn't mess with that guy. Like Danny Trejo. Ex-convict, obvious, real tough guy. Wouldn't mess with John Cusack. And that tells you. uh, It really does. He he wasn't making a joke. Completely serious about it. On the on the, and, and we'll we'll get move on from this, but on the yeah. Danny Trejo thing, I didn't realise that Heat was his first proper movie. No, like no, he no. Had, he, no, he'd done other stuff. He'd done other smaller stuff. Well, it's Runaway Train. Like, Runaway, tra- Runaway Train is his first Yeah, thing. yeah. But I mean, like, his first proper kind of big, like, where I where people got to know Danny. And then, then all of a sudden, he was just every... Like, you know when you see that actor, and all of a sudden, they're in something, and then... Yes. Like, they're in literally was, everything. I would have said it was Desperado, but was Desperado before... Or I think Desperado was after. I'm just going to have to now research. Desperado is 95. Maybe it's the same year, even. Yeah, maybe, I think maybe it's the same year. Oh, yeah, they are. Desperado and Heat are 95. Yeah, and I, I think I think Heat came out first, then Desperado came out. Could have been, yeah. Could've and been. then, like, really then it was like he was in everything. I always called Danny... Before I knew who Danny Trejo was, I always called him the Mexican Al Leon. Yeah. <laughs> he That's made the sense best to description it, ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just that's I couldn't because I didn't know who he was. Because that's who he is. He he yes, was he is the Mexican, the Al, Mexican Leon, yeah. Al Leon for a long time. Yeah, oh yeah. my god, what an utter privilege to be called the <laughs> like genuinely that to, to me that's like the, the, the high watermark, right? Like he'd been in he'd obviously been in loads of stuff, like loads yeah. of stuff. Or runaway before. train. You know the story about how he got a runaway train. It's, yeah, it's I watched the documentary. It's an amazing story. Anyone who doesn't know, if you're interested in any just the whole way he got involved in films via Runaway Train, which was, I think, Canon Films' first Oscar-nominated film. I yeah. Think. I mean, I think. what a, what a year which is amazing. he had. Yeah. He was yeah. in Desperado. Then he went to Heat. Yeah. And then within, like, 12 months, he was doing From Dust Till Dawn. Well, yeah, same, yeah. And then he went on to Anaconda, you know, Con Air. He, so everyone like, forgets he's, 
He's at the beginning of Anaconda. He has an amazing role in Anaconda. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, like, but it's just that thing where, like, he's that actor that's kind of been in bits and pieces and yeah. smaller films and, and these kind of things. And then all of a sudden, like, like, you see him in something and he's just, like, that was his first proper, I, I was calling it okay. his first proper acting gig. Can I just say something? He has, on IMDb, 436 credits. It's insane. As an he actor, has, just as he an has actor. Four, he has 436 acting credits. Yeah. He was also, I don't believe this, someone's pulling a porky. The first credit he's got says he I, was the voice of Low Sun Power in Project A. I just saw I that. I'm not sure that I believe that. That can't be right. No. I don't, think, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's or right. unless it was like a retrospective... Like oh, maybe a read, oh, maybe a read. Oh, maybe a read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, okay, that yeah, feels okay. to me like maybe it was That's, something that was done like twenty film, years later when he was film, famous. But the film but was the in nineteen eighty-three. So yeah. look at this, Runaway. Right, I mean, I'm going to miss, miss some quickly, but Runaway Train, The Hidden, Death oh. Wish for loads of bronze films, Lock Up, Maniac Cop Two, Mark for Death, Wedlock. I mean, I'm skipping tons between them, but like just the genre stuff in the early nineties, late eighties, early nineties. Absolutely massive films. He was in 1201, one of my favourite TV movies, which was the same same year as Groundhog Day, which was like Groundhog Day. And, Tar- and I can't even go through with this hundreds. Baywatch. Of yeah, of course. He's done, uh, two everything. separate characters, weirdly. <laughs> That's great. Oh uh, no, hold yeah. on. Uh, yeah, two separate characters. Yeah, I mean, what a legend. Anyway, so look, let's crack on. Um, what was new your film? New, new film. New film. New film. So I'm going to touch on two, but one is more important. Very briefly, the most recent new film we watched, but we stopped watching <laughs> about an hour in, was The Man from Toronto. Oh, I, I no. I mean, so it's, it was one of those things where we were like, should we just give it a go? Should we go? Yeah, it's a, a buddy, baddie, com- no. comedy, a comedy of errors type film with Harrelson replacing Jason Statham, which is weird because he looks so much like Jason Statham in it and stuff. And it's just... I think it's one hour 52. And we were like, if this was 95, we'd stick it out. Because there's definitely bits that are... Fu- there's a lot of people just saying it's one star. That's not true at all. It isn't true. Like, if you stuck this on, on a train, man, you'd probably be like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I can't say it's better than that. If you stuck it on a train... If, here's the other thing. If you don't like Kevin Hart, then you just won't like it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like... But the moment I saw no, it no, a Kevin no, Hart no, movie, but, I'm out. But Kevin Hart, but Kevin Hart has done some really good stuff. That true story thing on Netflix is amazing. Like amazing. If you if you don't like Kevin Hart, I would recommend watching True Story because I, it will absolutely change your perspective on. Kevin. I mean, it really I, will. Yeah, no. Look, I'm sure it's amazing. I'm sure as a bloke, but this is lovely. But this isn't that. It's what I'm getting at. This but, isn't that. This is back to this is back to. I, I'm kind of loud and irritating, but it does have some heart. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Like we were like, if this was 95 minutes, we may well have stuck it out to the end. But it's too, you just get to a point where you go, I think we're done. I, I just don't think there's anything else to watch here. I don't, I don't know how that sounds. We were like, I, it's, too, it's too long. It's too I long. coped with it's him in Jumanji. You see, but, I quite like him in Jumanji. I mean, the but, first one, anyway. I'm sorry. Like, like, I mean, you know that I am a huge fan of Dwayne Zilock Johnson, right? I, sure, I yeah. genuinely can hardly fault most of his films, even if some of them are rubbish. Yeah. But Central <clears throat> Intelligence, I never finished. It was terrible. I, I saw it in the cinema and it was terrible. Like I was like, this is terrible. I just, I just can't like, do something's it. going on. Yeah, something, something's going. I've been watching it going, something is going wrong. Like something is this film is not it 
but Rock and Kevin Hart makes sense as a comedy duo. Yeah, yeah. Like, like twins level. Like, sort no, of I was going to say, if you did a version of Twins that yeah. was Kevin Hart and The Rock, I yeah. am all in on that. Yeah. I don't know how that yeah. would work, but you no, know, but let's, I can never let's, know, get, let's get past exactly, the. Uh, it would work. It would work exactly as it should work. Like I, it would probably be as long as the script was, you know, good. So this one, for, this one, just Man from Toronto, unfortunately, just falls into that. It's very mediocre. With genuinely some good bits, with genuinely, it's like the pace keeps changing a bit almost. Marvelous. Like, My favourite. Yeah, it's hard film. to it's hard to explain. Like, but here's the thing. Like I say, if you just stuck it on a on a on a train or on a plane, if you were flying and had it on, you'd be like, yeah, yeah. That's not that's not high praise. But you know what I'm getting at. But what I'm getting <laughs> at is you probably well, you probably make it through. Not high praise. But you'd, you'd probably make it through, and you'd probably give it maybe a star more than you would do normally. You know that kind of thing. Wow, the, uh, the I one mean, I want to get the one. Yeah, I know. I'm not. We are, we are we, definitely we, firing on a high fucking. Uh, we've already we've already wasted too much time talking about. It. But what I want to briefly touch on, because if you haven't seen it, there's no point in me talking too much about it. Is it's this film is on Netflix, but it's one of the biggest Indian films I believe of all time. I've never seen a proper Indian film before, to be honest, that I can recall. It's called, of all things, it's called R R R. So you posted about this, right? And I, right. I haven't seen it. Um, it is. It is right. It's three hours long. Definitely okay. doesn't. No, I watched it in a couple of cities. It does not feel three hours. The pacing is amazing. The acting, everything about it, like it's a, it's melodramatic. It harkens back somewhat to Hong Kong movies to a degree, um, but not in not in its entirety. There are song and dance routines and all that stuff. I will say, I adored it. In fact, Niffy quite enjoyed it a lot. She didn't see all of it. She saw like the last couple of hours of it. I, I thought it was amazing. Like it's it's it, it's hard to explain what it is because a lot of it is very over the top. It's very colonial. Ray Stevenson plays the villain in a in a literally moustache twirling fashion. It's got Alison Doody and a few other people you might recognise in it. The action is incredible. When you see the action scenes, they are incredible. The music is very uplifting. Like the, there's a final dance routine that is essentially the end credits, which I loved. Like I loved it. And for a three hour movie. I don't know how many song and dances there normally are in these sorts of movies. There's only like a few songs and dances, but I found them very resonant and enjoyable. Uh, I loved the actual story between it's, it's actually a fictional surprise as far as fictional, but it's a fictional meeting of two, in fact, real life revolutionary characters. So it's almost like a what if they met, but of course the whole thing is super elevated and not remotely yeah. realistic. I mean, I'm, you know. I'm I do. I, 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 it is. It is. It, like if you get, I don't, I, I know this does. If you get, let's say, forty minutes, thirty to forty minutes in, and you go, I don't give a shit about this, then yeah, you might as well stop. But like, there were things in it that really caught me, and I will say there are bits that are difficult to follow, like unless you're super concentrating, because there's a bit of flashback and stuff that goes on later on. And I was, we were even sort of saying, is that so and so? Like, is that supposed to be so and so? We still figured it out. It's not, it's not um, incomprehensible, but it does play with time a bit where you're like, oh, I think that's supposed to be a young version of this character. You know what I'm getting at? It's a bit, yeah, it's yeah. a little bit different. But you know what? I, I mean, I loved it. I, I really, I, and I only listened to it because um, the Unspooled podcast is, is currently covering films uh, to do with he- like on-screen heroes. Yeah. <clears throat> and they, they actually did Superman, weirdly, as their first episode, which just ties in very nicely. But they, um, but then they've done RRR, and I thought, well, look, listen, I should at least try and watch it. Just, see, you know, it's something completely different. I've never seen anything like this before. I re- I mean, this doesn't mean I'm now going to seek out loads of these movies, but I, I adored it. And I would absolutely watch it again at a three-hour running time. I really would. And I, I yeah, I hugely recommend it. But 
after let's say half an hour, 40 minutes, if you're just sitting there going, I don't care, then yeah, sure, turn it off. You know what I'm getting at? Okay. Like it's not it's not gonna change your mind later, is what I'm saying. I will uh if I hugely recommend it. In a year where I'm struggling to watch anything, um Ooh. if I get the time. Um, so two films for me. Uh, I watched um the British comedy Reggie Yates directed Pirates on Friday. Oh, oh, yes, I like that film a lot. I liked it's it. Actually. 120 minutes. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't realise that. It didn't feel like it to me. It was, I, I watched it for Biffa for Debbie at the awards thing. I thought it was great. Really, really I mean, so charming. brilliant runtime. Yeah, it's a very charming, charming film, right? Yeah, it, it yeah. had. It wasn't the funniest thing I've ever seen, right? Mm. But it had one one joke that li- there's two jokes in it. Sorry, that literally just killed me and Zoe. The first one was the seatbelt gag. Yeah, right, and it only it only resonates if you had a car in the late nineties. Yeah, and right. I had to do that whole seatbelt thing where the seatbelts locked. And it killed yeah. me. And there's a bit where he's desperately trying to get out of the car at the end. And he's pulling the seatbelt and it keeps locking. And I was I was wetting myself. And there's one line where the guy guy turned around and said something along the lines of, I'm I'm mad good at clip art, bruv. And, <laughs> and it was just, I don't know what it is about that line, but I had it's to stop charm, the film. It's just charm. There's charm. There's charm in it. I had to stop the film because I was laughing yeah. so much. Because it's, it's the sincerity with how he says it. It's the sincerity yeah, I, of it. He means it. I'm mad good at clip art, bruv. Clip art, bruv. Brilliant! Yeah. I not, really liked like, it. I was not. Yeah. Expect, I was not expecting like I. I because I had. I had to watch it essentially for for, for voting on Biffa. Don't you know? But like, I really enjoyed it, and I didn't realize it was two hours. I didn't. No one. No one hour twenty. That's what, oh one hour twenty. Sorry, I think yeah. it's a hundred and twenty. No, so that's uh, really confusing. Yeah. Sorry. My it's bad. eighty minutes. It's eighty minutes. Eighty minutes. Yeah. Fine, I need yeah, to get. Well, I get my. Go. In fact, it's actually seventy nine. If you want to be picky. Right, okay. Um. It's so the point so, is it's, then, I, I, okay, good. So I wasn't going mad because no, like no, no, no. Sorry, that was my that was me explaining <clears> it badly. <throat> um, it was yeah, really, really good. And then yesterday, I went to the the cinema and watched The Black Phone. I must say, I'm, I was hoping to see it tonight, but it's unlikely. I'm hopefully seeing it this week. It's um, do you know what? It's good. It's interesting. Okay. It's okay. Really unique. It's very well, very interestingly made. Um, yeah. I did a complete disservice to the film, and I think I just kind of my, I I had a I've had this run of like getting up at like five o'clock for the last week for no reason. Yeah. So yeah. I, you put me in a dark room and my eyes started to get really heavy. Oh yeah, sure. I didn't miss any of it, but I, I certainly didn't give it my full attention a couple of times, which is a shame because actually it was good. Um, um, Ethan Hawke is fantastic, but but actually, like you'd expect that the kids that are in it are fantastic, really, really yeah. good, and really believable, and it's really, really nice. It definitely doesn't play out. As you expect, in a what good do you think way. About it? What do you think about it? Eric Derrickson has mostly done horror, which yeah. is the director. Like I did, I hated this Davey Epson still remake, but I don't think even he would say it was good. And just remake, with Emily Rose, uh, the, the day of the, the Davey Epson still. Oh God, that was, that, was <clears> that, was, that was pretty terrible. That was pretty terrible. But the Exorcism of Emily Rose was, was really solid. Sinister, I liked at the time, although it's become very samey since then. But it's that kind of. But he was very uh, very solid. Deliver Us from Evil, I really liked. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I really liked it. I think I did like Doctor Strange the first time I saw it as well. Increasingly less so, or sorry, decreasingly so after that. But it was all right. But the Black Phone, I'm really interested in. I yeah, am really interested it's, in. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's, it's definitely not what I expected, and it definitely doesn't play out like you think. But what it does do... It does very very well, and it, it's a very solid film. It's it will always it will probably sit outside my it will definitely sit outside my top ten by right. the end of the year. But it definitely will be in my also runs. That's good. That's 
And it's, yeah, I, I I was pleasantly surprised by it. And again, like um like 101 minutes. Okay, that's that's so, good too, quite frankly. Yeah, again, another short, <clears throat> another tight film, you know, really, really good. So yeah, so good. Well, look at that. We've watched we've watched some good films this week, which is good. Yeah. Um, thankfully, after my run of watching terrible shite, including mm. Memory and Men and Jurassic World Dominion, all of which will be featuring shortly. Um, like, it was nice to actually have a run of some decent films. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is the Diamond Podcast where we reflect back on the best and the worst of 2022 so far. Let's do the worst, Ross, because let's get let's get the toilet out of the way. Um how we do this also ran to the ones that sit outside of our bottom 10 or top yeah. 10 and the punch <coughs> rule is in effect how, ladies and how, gentlemen is it how is it five so i thought it was five. Oh yes we only do five don't we you're right sorry that's right because we only okay. do the top 10 at the end of the year <clears throat> so bottom five and um also ran to that sit outside that the punt rule is yeah. in effect what is the punt yeah. rule um <laughs> the punt rule is if for example i have um, I have a film at number five in my list and Ross has it at number two. Rather than both of us talking about it, uh, Ross can say punt and then we'll talk about it when Ross gets to it. I know for a fact a lot of our bottom films are going to be similar because yeah, um, I, think, be I think we've endured <clears throat> the same shit this year. Generally by one of us going, you should watch this, it's really bad. And you go, I watched it, it's really bad. Um, so yeah, Ross, do you want to stick in a couple of also rounds for your worst films of 2022? So I've got a bunch, but I'm going to do one, two, three, four, five, six. So I'm going to do <laughs> six, just just okay. because. And we don't go into detail on the also rounds. No, I'm just I'm just going to say some of them are obvious, some of them are repeats, and some are not. Okay. So my also rounds, in terms of the worst also rounds, and I have to also say here, these are always only films that I've finished. Yeah, I don't, I don't include films that I haven't finished. If I'm really that bored, I'll try and finish a film. I'm really yeah. trying to make an effort this year about that to say it is the worst film. Right? Yeah, every week. Okay. Every week, you're well, like, I didn't finish that one. <laughs> well, it's, but, you know, it goes straight. But I, I think it's... I you should have I'm a list of the worst before. films you didn't finish, and we should do that every year. Well, that's fine. Well, we could do that for sure. Absolutely. We could easily do a list of films I didn't finish. That's, we can, that's a piece of piss. It'd be a long list of I'm trying to kind of reduce it. It comes down to what you choose to watch now. Yeah, you know? like, I don't... It just comes down to, Try, I try to choose films that I'm hoping won't be that. that I'm, I'm hoping. You know? I very rarely don't finish a film. Um, what I will end up doing, though, is just picking up my phone and drifting. Sure. Well, that's, I mean, it's like channel surfing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I, have yeah. To, I have to look at not finishing films now like I'm channel surfing. Yeah. Because then you kind of go, I'm not watching this click. I'm not watching this click. Yeah. I'm not watching this click. Right. So, so, go on, then. so what my, do we got? Yeah. My also rans for worst of the year so far. Again, some of these are, are repeats. The three five five. Also uh, in my also rans. Yeah, never back down. Revolt, which I really sort of need you to watch because oh, I just really. I mean, I, I wouldn't recommend it, but I just, I just. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Uh, Ambu- ambulance, which was oh, punt, punt, punt. Wow, punt. wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cannot just quickly before we get into it. I cannot understand the people who go, yeah, it's really good fun. It is not good fun. It, it is. The, the fun stuff is not fun at all. Utter That's bullshit. Shit. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, okay, Firestarter, which we've obviously talked about before. Hunt? Yeah. Uh, Unhuman, which is Unhuman, right? So Marcus Dunstan, who did the collector films, which I really like. He's done some other horror films I really like. Unhuman is... Um, Somewhat in the same vein as Firestarter. Uh, although Firestarter is actually better, it's an unfocused total mess. 
Like it's I, Marcus Dunson is a good director, so I don't know. Yeah. Overall, overall, a good solid genre director. I do not know what happened with Unhuman. If you if you get a chance to watch it, I'd always say just watch it because it falls into like you know you remember how she, did you see also Rand's Le- Ross Legacy? also Rand yeah but you know what I'm getting at you know the Croft Legacy Yo, yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 it's yes. got that similar unfocused not good right and then the last one it'd be also Rand's is Interceptor which by by comparison to some of these other films is fun because I just uh, Interceptor is a film that I should have stopped watching <laughs> yeah or would have stopped watching but I couldn't stop laughing at how bad it is. Uh, so three five five blacklight nightmare alley memory yeah. the I'm weekend away <clears throat> yeah oh, I, I love I the think... weekend away I love the weekend away I know you do oh. uh, yeah. licorice pizza which mm. is still a horrifically overrated movie and Kimmy but you know uh, and, and most of like yeah half of these are five out of, did you... five out of ten wait did you say Kimmy yeah what's Kimmy Steven Sodenberg um. Oh, oh no! I know the one you mean. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Steven yeah. Soderbergh tech COVID movie. Yeah, it yeah. just I found it deeply average. Okay, cool. So look, let's let's go down the list. Um, let's start at your number five, Ross. Okay, this was tricky. Although I think I've got roughly the right order. But you know, when I say some of them are interchangeable, yeah, yeah. I think I'm there. Uh, men. Men is my number five as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I think we lined up there. That's good. I mean, it's uh, just horseshit. Yeah, number four. Uh, yeah, do you want to do your number four first? Okay, I went for ambulance, which we've spoken about before. Uh, yeah. Michael Bay at his most Michael Bay, and when Michael <laughs> Bay is at his most Michael Bay, I'm at my most. Could you stop doing that? I, like, I just think you could get rid of the film would be markedly well, yes, but markedly less bad if they got rid of. I'm going to be conservative and say forty percent of just the shots of the ambulance driving through the city. What you mean, all like, the drone like, like, shit? Well, yeah, like, like not all of it though, but like forty percent of it. But no, because all of it. Because there was so much of it. No, but what I mean is, if you halved it, yeah, the film it was... would be first of all, first of all, the film would be twenty-five minutes shorter, right? Yeah. And then second, secondly, it would just be more coherent. Like you'd just be like, this is what's going on in the ambulance. This is what's going on with the chase. All the drone shit is, does. That would be Every better. drone be shot better. goes towards yeah. a building and goes up. Yeah, and then down, and then down it, and then and and, the then, and cuts. And it yeah. has no contextual no, place no. in the movie. I think I told you there's a, there's a shot in it where they go through all these pillars or something. Yeah. Where you, you, and, and, and I and my friend Cheryl, we looked at each other and just went, why? Like, it didn't even, like, it's like, it's like oh, he's just found he's got a drone. He's not that guy. He's not a student. No. Do you know what and the, By the like, way. Like, it's so absurd. It goes back to the Jurassic Park thing. You know, we spent yeah. so much time thinking about, if we could, we we didn't ask if we should. Yeah, we should. I think yeah. that literally defines ambulance, and also defines a film we'll talk about in a shortly. Uh, no, your number four, Ross. Uh, my number four is Morbius. Oh, oh, punt. Which may end, I was going to say it might end up being higher, but I think my three. So my top three to get to this is there's just no excuse as to how bad they are. Yeah. Okay. Whereas Morbius yeah, well, has I'm, every I'm, reason to be terrible. I, I, yeah, like I'm Morbius there. is just terrible. I'm there. Uh, your number, yeah. uh, my number three is. Ah, Jurassic World, you pile of shit. Triple pumped. Triple okay, pumped. I think I know where you're putting this one. Yeah. Your number three. Uh, it's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, a film which I gave a six out of ten to. I don't know how you did that. I don't uh, get it because I didn't because uh, there were bits of it I enjoyed, but. 
the further I've got away from the film, and the moment I'd watched everything everywhere all at once, I went, right. wow, okay, now I've seen what this should have been. Yeah, or could have been, or whatever. Yeah. And, and it, it, yes, it's just... Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Bruce Campbell doesn't save it. Bruce Campbell ends up being the punchline to the movie. This is what I, I, I said it when I came out of <laughs> cinema. Like literally, he says it's over. It's finally over. Thank God it's oh, no, it's over. Thank God it's finally over. <laughs> and I've said it before. Yes, that fucking piece of shit is finally over. I, I'm not yeah. joking. I really, I was like, no kidding. Marvel have not had a banner year this year. Although advanced word coming out of Thor is saying that this could actually be Marvel's best movie. I, I really, I just, I hope so, because the trailer does not, I know we can't trust the trailer. Oh, there's a new trailer, which oh. I listened to, I didn't watch, because mm. I, I, like, I didn't want to watch this, so I turned away from no. it. Sure. But actually, look, like, hearing it, I was like, oh, this looks really interesting. And I think I mean, your I fear is definitely not right. I hope that's true. I hope it's true. I'm just thinking about what Marvel has been in the last handful of movies and TV shows. Marvel has done a bad job this year. Bad but, job. But it's Hawkeye all, was good. It's Hawkeye always, was good fun. Hawkeye, Hawkeye, I would say Hawkeye was solid, but it was still all about the chick. I'm not no, saying no. it shouldn't be. I'm not saying it shouldn't be, but they all are. And mm. I'm just saying, I feel like I really can't get away from the idea that this Thor film is a bait and switch. That doesn't mean it's not good, but the, the muscle suit looks absurd. So I, I'm just on Portman. I'm just saying... I, I am. I hope I'm completely wrong. I hope. I hope that Thor's great. I hope that Guardians Three is great. Maybe there's a. Maybe there can be a sort of resetting of the pendulum, if you know what I'm saying. Maybe, but I'm really not convinced. Do you know the, really the one? Convinced the one thing in Thor so, that makes it good, that makes me want to see it, is that just that moment in the trailer where they just play on the the, the love thing between Thor and uh, and um, and uh, oh god, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't and, remember and the again, character name. But, but again, again, Star Lord. Star Lord, thank you. The, the question is though, is how much of the film is it? Yeah, I know, That's I know, I just, know. But there's just that really moment. Not. But the the thing, the, the second trailer is narrated by Korg, and that just made me mm. happy. Like, is literally yeah. Korg narrating the trailer, and like you see bits of him, and then I stop watching. But I was like, because what Dude, I want I is say, I want, yeah, so, I want a Korg and Thor buddy movie, and if they deliver me Korg. that. I'm done. I love Cork. Like, <clears throat> this is what I'm. This is what I'm getting really. I'm starting to get really worried about Taika Waititi. Have you seen his promotional stuff for Lightyear? No. He couldn't be more. Disney's amazing. He couldn't be more of a. Well, he, he, he's, he's Disney his now. Spirit, he's making a Star Wars well, film, isn't he? Yeah, but you know what I'm getting at. Like, and and I get why. I'm not. I, I totally understand the reasons why. You know, but there was something he he brought stuff to the films. Yes. And now I'm starting to worry that. That's not. I I I hope I'm completely wrong. I I I feel like he's I feel like he's I feel like he's being homogenized. We are we are well off piste here. So uh, Mm. my number two is Firestarter, Twisted Firestarter. Yeah, it's terrible. Just terrible. terrible. And on that subject of films that shouldn't be that 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 are bad and are much worse than you think, Mm. like the visual effects, the script, the acting. Other than Zac Efron, who's actually right. I think he's I think he's really good at it, actually. Like the pacing, it's so murky that you can't see a fucking thing. Like I say, Stand I up bring Jurassic it back World to that, Dominion. Well, I bring it back to that film Morgan, like I said last time as well. Yeah. I the really film we do. Like, forgot about. Well, I think um, everyone did. 
Yeah. So that was my number two. What's your number two? My number two, looking at Rusty's films, maybe it doesn't deserve it anymore. Because, because the reason it's number two is probably because I was so looking at both. Nightmare Alley, right? But for, yeah. 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 It was so it, tedious and so overrated and so nominated for things it didn't deserve. But you just go, yeah, it's, it's worse. But you know what? It's not worse than these other films. It's not. Do you know what? It's not worse it's than not Ambulance. Worse, it's not, worse, it's at not least, worse than Morbius. It's not. It's worse not than definitely not worse than Morbius. Definitely not yeah. worse than Morbius. The more I think about it, it's just the fact that it's so somewhat, or at least seemingly revered, and it was I, bad as shit. It's I've bad. almost forgot it came out this year, though. That's the worst see, that's, thing. But you see, that's the thing. This is like going to be another cold light of day or Holmes and Watson. Yeah. <laughs> where you just and, and and it shouldn't be and it shouldn't be let off the hook. It, but it, no. prob- it probably it probably should be in the also rounds though because it's it, nowhere near it actually as bad as those other films. It will definitely be my worst films of the year unless well yeah. I don't know actually. But it'll probably a... be in the top ten. It'll probably be in the top ten at this point because I guess yeah. what I'm getting at is a lot of these films. It's not because they're bad. It's because there's no there, there is so many there is so much ability for them not to be this bad. That's kind Correct. of what I'm getting at. They're, yeah. they're so bad despite millions and millions of dollars, except for men, of course, which is just up its ass. But beyond up its ass and terrible. It's up its ass and, and then it, it comes out of its ass. And it's terrible. And it, yeah, it will literally number, a number of times. Out of its front ass, actually. Out of its um, front so pocket. that makes my number one Morbius and your number one mm. Jurassic World Dominion. All I'm going to say about Morbius think, is yeah. Morbius is like the, the, the best, worst 90s movie that was released 30 years after it was but created. Best, but best is wrong. Best is wrong because it's not. Or the worst, the, worst. The problem with Morbius, the reason why Morbius gets. Uh, what's the word? It doesn't get let off. It's not as bad as Jurassic World Dominion because partly it wasn't a two hundred million dollar movie, but partly because it was cl- Morbius was clearly fucked from the beginning, right? Let alone casting Jared Leto. They obviously reshot loads of it. It was chopped to pieces. Like that film is not a film. It's a. It's like a saved film, right? It's like yeah. a. It's like a. They found it in the edit. They didn't find it in the edit. But what I'm saying is. They chopped and chopped and chopped and chopped until they released it, right? That's what they did. They, they, it was a total mess. Jurassic World Dominion isn't a mess. It's terrible. Like, it's a terrible, terrible, terrible film. Like, terrible script-wise, terrible acting-wise, terrible CG-wise. Not fully terrible, but you know what I'm Do saying. you have a bear like, in your no, Yes, it's a cat called Piwacket. <laughs> I can hear Piwacket. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, look. I mean, that and, yeah, Jurassic World Dominion is... Jurassic just- World has no right to be as total, I mean, some people describe it as a dumpster fire as it is. Like, it should have been fun. You, How can you make a film with dinosaurs in where the dinosaurs are not relevant to the plot whatsoever? <laughs> I'm just saying you're starting off at a, a point where you're just going, uh, mate, this isn't going to work. I, I am, I'm I am like 100% more, I'm like with Morbius. you there. Unlike like, Morbius. I'm 100% with you. It's, you know. it, it, like, it's a two-hour, 30-minute movie. Yeah where yeah. nothing significant happens. And what ends up happening is you end up getting back to where you started in Jurassic if Park that. all yeah. those years ago, but with yeah. worse CG. Yeah, anyway, it is. let's let's move on because those are our worst. By the way, before we go on to our best films of the year, something I did want to talk about really quickly. This usually goes at the head of the show. We're going to have to whip through best films, but they're never much, much fun to talk about as bad films. No, because um, they're good. Because <laughs> they're good. Um, <laughs> the one thing I did want to talk about is how much right now, if you're an executive at Warner Brothers, are you sitting there going, we are fucked? Like, yeah. like yeah. the whole Ezra Miller thing, what, I mean, like... Warner Brothers have just about managed to get get the Fantastic Beast movies out around the whole Ezra Miller, 
Johnny Depp, Depp shit. Yeah, yeah. And they've landed it and they've gone, oh, thank God we killed oh, pretty much. They, If they do make another one, there is an argument that they've probably killed off Ezra Miller at the end of it. And you're kind of like, okay, that's fine. Um, but fucking also, Flash, mate. Oh. But also, but also Aquaman with Amber Heard. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. That was there's the other one as well. Talk, there's always talk. I don't know if it's true. There's always talk of you know, minimizing her role to make sure she's, you know, she won't be on any of the publicity materials. And, stuff. and it's like, I mean, I know they're not the same issue exactly, but there's a kind of connection just in terms of the VIP and, and the cast having. Yeah. I stuff. mean, like, literally, you're, you're <clears> looking <throat> at it from an outsider's perspective. You look at it and you just kind of go, you know, like, they can't, if, if these stories keep coming out about Ezra Miller and they're, they're coming up almost daily. They will, now. there will be more because there will be more. And that's because, how it works, right? Because there's more. Is, yeah, because there's more. <laughs> so, or it's know. a Jimmy, it's, I'm not relating the two as the same, by the way, but it's a Jimmy Savile thing. Someone yeah. stands up and then everyone stands up, right? The Kevin Spacey thing, the Harvey Weinstein thing. But also, is, is Ezra Miller still on the run? Like, he's literally, he was literally, like, hiding Right? Yeah, I mean, like last. I don't, um, still, I don't know if they found it. I don't even know if they found it. I don't. The latest headline is Ezra Miller accused of housing children on a farm with guns and marijuana. I mean, oh my god, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, and this is yesterday. I don't know if that's true, but that's um, yeah. Who knows if that's that's. But, but this yeah, is the thing, right? I mean, it's like, it's like whatever the the and and yeah. you know there has to be a degree of innocent until proven guilty because accusations yeah, can sure. just be that, right? But Absolutely. They usually a lot of them are. Can we just yeah. can we just start a petition just to get Grant Gustin just replacing yeah. Ezra Miller yeah. in the Flash? Well, you know, because... well, you know, the fan favorite is Dylan O'Brien, who I do like a lot. I have to say, but, but I, just, I, like I Grant just think Gustin too. Grant Gustin's done such a good job on the TV show. I mean, I don't watch it anymore, but he did such a good job on the TV show. He's still when he's in it. This is the problem. When he's in it, he's still great. He's great, but he's just not in it that much. I'm guessing. It's 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 kind of improved this season. There's definitely a season and a half where he was just like he clearly went man being ten or something. Like same with Melissa Benoist for uh, Supergirl. It was absurd. It's really quite upsetting. But but the Flash just and it's kind of the show. Where, yeah yeah it's going to be done soon. I hope it's the Flash. Like, there's still good. There's still good show. There's still good episodes. But the effects. If you you need to watch a couple of episodes just to go. What has happened to the effects budget? What is it's almost like animated, almost like cell animation, like lightning bolts and stuff. It's like, what is going wow. on? Wow, I mean, it really is bad, it's really bad, but but it's enjoyable enough to still just, but it's got to end. It, but it, what it's, a, it's becoming too, it's kind of crushing under its own weight, you know? yeah. And what a, what a shame because that, I mean, that was like the like the first three seasons were phenomenal. I'd say, I'd say first up to say season four, even or whatever, four or five, even, and then it just started getting so complicated. Too many the usual thing. Usual thing. Like to keep to, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you're right. uh, but yeah, so yeah, so I just want to bring that up because I think you know, uh, like the DC DCEU has always struggled. Yes. Um, like the whole Zack Snyder, Joss Whedon, yes. like the, you know, it always seems to have been a dumpster fire. Uh, the, yeah, the producer from um, the producer from um, the Kevin Smith Batman movie was it? Uh, what's his right. name? Uh, sorry, Superman movie. The one in spiders in it. Oh, John, P- John Peters. Yeah, who who finally <laughs> in who finally wild, in wild, wild Wild West. Yeah, uh, who finally? But he also did it in um in pretty much in Batman like or one of the Batman movies that he produced with like the the DCU had like fucking spider thing. Like oh. literally, it's like the whole thing is a dumpster fire, and just as they they get a big hit with the Batman. 
And finally, they're like, and again, the Batman is, is give or take their only franchise that they can seem to land. They yeah. finally get like a big hit and everyone goes, it's a good film and it does really well. And then then all of a sudden they're like, oh, okay, maybe we're okay. And Ezra Miller just goes, hold my beer. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Shrink. <laughs> oh, I think you'll find it's an Apple. I think you'll find it's an Apple TV. But yeah, yeah. Right. Let's know. bust through our. Um, I'll do my also rants first. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. X, Scream, Bisping, uh, Downfall, the case against Boeing, Fresh, which I know you hated. Um, the unbearable weight of massive Fresh? talent. Oh, no, hang on, Fresh. I didn't hate i just i when i knew what it was going to be i turned it off that was and the black fire. i didn't hate it yeah. um those are my also rants so my also rants i mean there's a number of them but the northman which mm. should be what it'll be in my top, it'll be in my, it'll definitely well it'll definitely be in my top 10 unless something changes uh everything everywhere all at once uh, like chip and chip and dale rescue rangers Juggle. uh and and bisping oh i loved it have you seen it yet no you haven't seen it yet no Dude, dude, you need to. It's for new Roger Rabbit. It's amazing. No, it is amazing. I promise you, it's amazing. You are literally. Gonna, I think you're the only person in the whole world that's given it. A good I'm not review. joking, man. I'm not joking. No, no, no. I'm definitely not. I, I, you, this will be one of those ones that I can predict where you'll end up going. Oh, it's really good. What was I thinking? I promise you, it's one of those. It's really good film. It's really good film. Um, uh, Bisping for sure, uh, and Scream. Although Scream really isn't. Scream will absolutely just be an all. Oh, and also the unbearable weight and massive talent that we've got to get to it. Yeah, but these are all going to be like outside. These yeah, are going to be, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so my number five, you, you, you raised it. Uh, you raised it up. Um, the Northman. I was just blown away by a film that I, just I love didn't it. think I was going to like. It's definitely going to be my top ten, but you'll when you hear my top five, you'll understand why. Uh, but yes, so I that think. was the Northman at number five. Yeah, wonderful. My number five is Moonfall. Because I can't put it in the, <laughs> because I can't put it in the worst films anymore. And when, yeah. I, when we talk, if you think about all the worst films I mentioned, Moonfall doesn't count for that. Uh, do you know what? Like, I think I'm going to have to upgrade it to my also rands. It's going to be it, in best. Def- it's going to be in best, not worst. It's going to be in best, not worst, because it's best worst. Yeah, it's it, best it worst. is the best worst film of the year. And yeah, easily. I'm going to be honest and say, I'm I'm kind of with you on this whole Moonfall thing. Like, like. When you look at the 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 unobjectionably bad movies we've had to endure this year, yeah. Moonfall was such a slice of. I want to see Moonfall at the Royal Albert Hall with the Royal yeah, Philharmonic. Yeah, totally. I would absolutely do that. Like because it knows what it, it knows exactly. Like Roland, yeah. he knows what he's doing. He knows yeah. what he's doing. It's like, he knows it's terrible. He's not. He's not pretending it's good. It's like unbearable weight of massive talent, right? It's. It knows what it is. It doesn't deliver brilliantly every joke or every. It no, doesn't. No. It doesn't land. It doesn't stick the landing. But it knows what it is. And I enjoyed it a lot. A hundred percent knows what it is. Good so call. Just quickly, just very quickly as well, just as a little anecdote because I didn't know this till this week. Apparently, John Bradley in Moonfall, he was replacing. I think it was Josh Gad. I think. Oh, that's I think amazing. Josh Gad, which makes sense actually when you think about the role. Yeah, I think totally. Josh Gad. And and the thing that particularly funny is apparently they asked him to try an American accent first, and then when he did it, Emery went no. <laughs> they just carried on. <laughs> but, I, but apparently, I don't know if that is true. That's what I've heard. I love hope it. it's true because but I love that he kept his. his it's accent. the biggest film really he's really ever well. going to do. And it's insane. Like yeah, it's amazing. What he will never do a film that big again. Well, and... I hope he just move. From, no, no, dude, move full two. Come on, come on. 
I'm my number four. My number four is boiling point. Oh, uh, I see now. You've done this again, a, haven't you? No, I must see it. I must see because I've got to see it this year, haven't I? I've you have, yeah, you year. have to. Because it's amazing. Yeah. Number four, boiling point. Your number four. My number four. My number four is X. X. I feel like my I feel X will be in my top five one way. It's certainly be definitely by my top ten. It's because I just I couldn't It's a it. film that has weirdly gone up my list but i've upgraded it from a seven to, to an eight i've upped yep, it from yep. an also ran into my well it's in my also rounds but it's in my top 10 um it's definitely a film that the more i reflect on it the more i just love how balls out balls out it is um yeah number three and talking about balls out jackass forever uh punt awesome you're number three yeah it is actually rrr now that right. might just be. I can't R-R-R. believe you've not put the Batman it, at all in your top list. No, well, it'll, be, it'll probably be my top ten by the end of the year, I think. Or honorable mentions. I think all of these films are much better than the Batman. I do. I, I just do. In terms of satisfying, I think uh, that they all work better. The Batman is my number. R-R-R. My number two. Oh well done. Um, my number two is Jackass Forever. Jackass Forever, which means because it's pure. It's pure. Yeah, I think we've got the same top. <laughs> which means in, a, in in some kind of weird world, right? I'm. I, do you know how much, how much smiling and how much sitting back on my chair going, uh huh? I've been doing yeah, since yeah. Top Gun Maverick came out. Because yeah, everyone's yeah. just like, oh my god, Top Gun is just amazing. Top Gun Maverick's amazing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Twelve months ago, you were going fucking sequel to that shit. No way, not you. I mean, people in general. No, no, and no, now, no. now everyone's yeah. just like, like, oh yeah, Top Gun. Top Gun was the best film of the eighties. It's like, fuck off. Again, I do this every week. Most people weren't doing it. Most of the people weren't there. You weren't there, man. You You weren't there. You don't know how good it was. You didn't. You didn't know how good it was. You weren't there on the beach. In in. You didn't have cheap knockoff aviators because your parents couldn't (laughs) afford real ones. I did, man. I went to school with that shit, man. You know, I was there, man. (laughs) 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 Fucking fucking further. Fucking burn out. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah, fucking losers. Like all these people jumping on the top. But great, right? The fact that yeah. Top Gun is being reevaluated as a good movie is well, I think that's I think that's nonsense. It, it shows you how much good work, but it shows you how much good work Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick makes Top Gun better. Yeah, definitely. I don't I don't disagree in definitely, a weird way. Definitely. No, it definitely it, does. It definitely does. What and we've said this before, where where Top Gun Maverick succeeds, where Jurassic World Dominion fails is Top Gun Maverick brilliantly built on the story that it built 30-odd years ago yep. and takes moments. Like Penny Benjamin, she's only called Penny yes. in this film, yes. but if you know, yes, yes, yes. you fucking you know. know. Yeah, like, yeah. Great Balls of Fire on the Piano. If you if you were a fan of the original film, you know why that's special, right? Like, you yeah. know. You know, the, 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 the beach scene, the, you know, the, the Tom Cruise entering the, the, the training thing and people looking around, realizing that they were the guy that he, they threw out the bar last night. You know, the yeah. only thing, the only thing that this film is missing for me, and I, I truly think the thing that would have made it an 11 out of 10 is mm. I wanted to see Jester. I wanted Michael Ironside yeah, to still I, be. Yeah, I, inside, at I agree. I agree. Or just some sort of weird little cameo. Or, or, and no offense to Ed Harris. Yeah. No offense yeah. to Ed Harris. Have it just be, have it just be him. That yeah. should have been Ironside at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of see that. Because that would have been that. awesome to have Michael Ironside dressing down Tom Cruise but and Harris, having to send him ha- back. But Harris, Harris, and we were listening to a podcast about this, 
Harris gives it a gravitas that you wouldn't necessarily expect. Yeah, he's, and he's only it. in like two, three scenes. He's in the whole film. just a brief, yeah, exactly. He's fantastic in it. He's um, so good. It's it. So here's the thing. I think that Maverick is. It's a little bit like the year where we said Fast Five because I don't know how another film. Maverick does everything it is supposed to do as well as it could, I think, possibly do it. Like, and it has to be another film that does what it's supposed to be doing better. Thor is the only film that stands a chance this year. I don't think. I don't think it does. I think the Northman comes close, but it's just not. But top, but top, Top Gun is everything films are supposed to be. Yeah, I agree. Maverick is everything films are supposed to be. If if Thor sticks the landing and and he's a great film, as as I think it might, but it sounds like it it could be. Uh, yeah, I hope so, but I don't. Um, I, I, you know, these these advanced words are often. Hey, hey listen, listen. It could end up being top ten. And uh, look, I'll eat my words. If it's fucking amazing, then great. And uh, but, look, I, 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 if you take things objectively, if you forget all of the, if you forget all else, and you just say the guy who made four three is making four four, if you see what I'm saying, and you, I would just go, that's incredible. I can't wait. Yeah, because I, four three. I have to, if I if I look at it that way. Then yes, I cannot wait. But it's very and, and difficult to look at it that way. He's made, like, Taika Waititi has made the only good Thor movie and he's made Thor an actually brilliant character. So, yes. I, I genuinely yeah, uh, yeah, think... Yeah, I'm not going to argue about I'm not going to argue about yeah. I genuinely think it's going to be good. But you're right. Like, if it's good, great. But what Top Gun Maverick does is special. Really special. Yeah, huge. Particularly because it's not like I was sitting there waiting for it. You know what I mean? I, like I'm, I'm almost, just saying, on a personal level, on a personal yeah, level, yeah, no, I could, have, I could have walked out there. I could have walked out there going, the stunts were great, and I didn't care about the foot. Like I could have gone, the action yeah. was amazing. I could easily do that, and I like the well, soundtrack. It, like I say, Top Gun. I can say about Top Gun. I know the visuals are great, and I love the soundtrack. That's all I can really say. And I like the cast, but I can't say I loved the first film. I can't do it. No, but. It's, what it's done, not only is it delivered a film that exceeded mm. everyone's expectations, even mine yes. as a yes. diehard yes. Top Gun fan, but it's made you reevaluate Top Gun as it's being made, a like better it's, film it's, because of it. It's not, it's not, well, no, it's, yeah, it's not reevaluating Top Gun. It's just saying that it makes Top Gun better. Like it makes, because it fills in, it's sort of that it fills in gaps. You know what I'm getting at? It's the connective tissue. It's the stuff, it's the stuff that I don't even necessarily say. Yeah. And some of it, okay, and some of it's nostalgia, but that can't be completely true because I'm not nostalgic for Top Gun. I might be nostalgic no. for the 80s. I might, no, I might be nostalgic for the 80s, and, and there's certain bits of nostalgia that you could probably cherry pick and say, oh, yes, Ross likes Great Balls of Fire or whatever. I don't, you know what I mean? Like the Danger Zone song or the re- recreation of the opening titles. That's really clever. Like there's bits there that you could go, yes. But what I'm getting at is, yeah, Top Gun Maverick makes Top Gun better. So, so here's, it really here's a question. It gives you more heart. It gives you more heart or something. I don't know how. Yeah. Crazy. But here's a question for you: Do we just discount Top Gun Maverick now and just just say like it is the unatta- it is the is the unattainable movie that nothing else will touch this year, and we know nothing else will touch it. So we just say that we'll just take it. That's given that that's the best film of the year, and then we'll let like then we'll do a well a, a top act- ten of the year that isn't Top Gun Maverick. That's a very good point, but I'm not sure it's true because actually my number two Jackass Forever. I think is unadulterated joy. Yes, it is. And, and they couldn't be more different. Like, in fact, my top five, you <laughs> my five, Moonfall included, Moonfall X, RRR, Jackass Forever, and Top Gun Maverick couldn't be more different from each other. That's probably there's your nothing, most diverse. There's no, there's no connecting tissue. 
I mean, not no, that's probably your most diverse list of films you've ever done. Yeah. And when it comes to the 10, if I have to put things in my current, you know, tops, like The Northman, Everything Everywhere, All at Once, Chip and Dale, they're all very, very different from each other. All of them. That's wonderful. Isn't that great for a year? Even if I, I chucked in Scream, yeah? yeah, which isn't top 10 material, but it's it was a very, very good example of the genre. But X beats it. If you've got to put some similar stuff together, X beats the shit out of Scream. That's all. Yeah. Just does. Just does, you know. Um, so, Ross, so, where can our wonderful audience find out more about you? On all the social things, I'm at Ross Boyask. Please also follow at Evo Films UK uh, for the exploits of evolutionary films. And then also follow at Vengeance Film UK uh, to keep track of the action adventure franchise thing that I write and direct. Awesome. And www.rossandfieldtalkmovies.co.uk for more on the podcast. Um, you can find us both on Letterboxd. And if you're not using Letterboxd, you're a loser because it's great. Yeah, it is um, <laughs> It is the best. And uh, we'll be back uh, for uh, another podcast very soon. And hopefully by that point, I would have watched the movie. So look, thanks for listening. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't forget to rate, review and, uh, you know, kind of share the podcast um, because that all helps and stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll be back soon. So thanks for listening. Take care. Bye. Cheerio, Chucky. Bye. Bye.